This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Ahead, the Everett Silvertips are again off to a strong start, undefeated heading into the weekend. Head coach and now general manager Dennis Williams explaining their philosophy and just how they've been able to keep it going. That is coming up in moments. Former WHL goaltender Connor Ingram making headlines in the NHL this past week, overcoming a personal battle last year to his first win with the Nashville Predators. More on that story. And the WHL Player of the Week is Edmonton Oil Kings forward Jalen Lipen. He's on a roll. He'll close out the show. First up, Dennis Williams, head coach and general manager of the Everett Silvertips, has his team picking up right where they left off. Uh, he joins us on the line for WHL this week. Dennis, thanks for making time for us here. I know it's a, it's a busy start to the season here, so thanks for hanging in there with us. Absolutely. Hey, let's talk about it. You're out to a great start, uh, and many thought, maybe even yourself, this would be a retooling season, but uh, how are you getting it done so far? Well, I, you know, I think it starts with our leadership group. I, uh, I, I talk about our veterans and our returning players and how well they've done of, uh, working with our first-year guys and, and educating them and teaching them and mentoring them uh, into how we do things here in Everett and, and just how difficult the league is. And, and uh, I look no further than them and, and my support staff, our assistant coach and associate coach and uh, trainers, equipment managers. Everyone's just been on the same page since day one in the transition to this season. You know, as as I know, it, on on paper we're six and zero. We we but we've had a lot of hurdles off the ice. We we got to continue to build with and, and work on. And uh, so I, I give it to to those guys because they uh, they do a lot of work be behind the scenes that uh, makes for uh, a good game on Friday Saturday night. Yeah, and that's also important because you know you've added a general manager title, uh, and not to mention you'll also assist Canada at the World Juniors this year. So you're a guy with a lot on the plate. It looks like. Yeah, I was just saying that to my. My good friend driving in this morning asked how my how my day's going or week's going, and I said they start early and, and end late. But you know the best part about this is uh, it, it's all around hockey. It's, it's not a job; it's a love and a passion to to be able to be in in this business and this opportunity that has presented itself. So very very fortunate for that. I know uh, your director of player personnel, Mike Fraser, uh, but there was a big event in Red Deer, the WHL Cup here recently. How do you juggle coaching the team and also trying to see some of the top prospects? Well, you know, the, the good part about it was, you know, I'd be able to watch the games live, uh, you know, through, throughout the last uh, few, few days myself and, and be able to sit with Mike on that. And I put my full trust in Mike Fraser. He's done an unbelievable job in the past for us and has really uh, uh, turned it up and ramped it up since he's taken over in, in his new uh, position. And so I think at the end of the day, you, you hire the right people, including him and all our scouts and our senior scouts that were there. To, uh, to do their job and, and put your trust in them. And 110%, I believe Mike and, and the staff will do a great job. It allows me to stay here um, during that event. I try to get up there, but just the logistics didn't work out with, with our schedule that week. And, uh, uh, but again, I, I feel really comfortable with, with uh, Mike at, at the head of that forefront of and him and our scouts. Uh, they'll, they'll do a fantastic job for us. Let's get back to the start for your hockey team. You're sort of playing these summit series. You're in the midst as we speak with Portland. You'll play four straight against Spokane. Uh, and you haven't played any other opponents other than the U.S. division here. So how do you self-evaluate your team when you sort of look at what else is out there right now? Well, you, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We, we, we're not sure. You know, I, I watch into some of the games and, and see what some of the teams in the B.C. division are doing and, and out east and so forth. And 
you know, but right now for, for a lot of it this time of year, we really just try to put the focus on our group and, and try to see where, where we're at. And, and we want to give it that, uh, you know, I always like to say 15 games to really give a self evaluation and, and a reflection to, to where our team's at. And, and as I said to our guys, uh, as, as you mentioned too, we've we played a lot of just inside the U S division right now. And, and uh, it's a cra- crazy schedule. It makes for easy uh, pre-scouts though, in this sense, because we played the same team three times and then one, four times. Uh, mm-hmm. So it makes our life uh, easier, but um, there's definitely a lot of good hockey teams in, in, in the league. There's a lot in the U.S. division, and obviously you see Edmonton and Winnipeg and Kamloops and, and teams like that out there that are playing very, very good hockey. But for us right now, really our main focus has just been on us and Everett. We Even on our pre-scouts, we really want to just focus on how we want to play and try to get our habits instilled in, um, uh, into our game right now, and, and then we'll focus on our opponent as, as we get a little bit further down, down the road. Recently, uh, the head coach and GM of the Portland Winterhawks, I thought, paid your team a, a pretty good compliment. Mike Johnston, when you know asked about your squad, he says you have a little bit of skill, you have a little bit of you know hard to play against as well, and and some heaviness here. So that, that's you know that's a pretty nice thing to to hear from an opposition team here. But what would you say of the identity? You've been able to uh, maintain that identity of of what Silvertips hockey has been the last number of years. Yeah, well, that, that's that's very nice of, of Mike to to give us that compliment and obviously we have the utmost respect for him and, and his staff and, and his team and program they're, they're a fantastic uh, group there and always fun, fun games to play against our guys get up for those games for sure and, uh, but I think when, when you look at an Everett silver tip you know we always tell our guys we want to be re, relentless you know we, we want to be known as a team that doesn't quit moving their feet that every time an opponent turns they don't have time and space we want to take that away from them we want to make sure we have five in the picture and it's and it's difficult because when you when you bring in new players, everyone tells you they're a 200 foot player. They tell you what you want to hear. Every <laughs> yeah. every forward's a centerman. Everybody's a 200 foot player. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, until they realize what 200 feet of hockey re- really entails, <laughs> you know, and then uh, you start to get that separation. But I, I really think our group is just a, a tenacious group. You know, our our job as coaches is to make sure they're ready mentally and physically every night for a battle and to compete. And as I always tell the guys. That doesn't guarantee a win, but it gives you a good chance and it puts you in in the hockey game. Yeah, well said. Uh, don't forget two way defensemen. We hear a lot of that too here. So, uh, with that <laughs> said, <laughs> with that said, you know what? There's been a, maybe a bit of a boost to the hockey world in in the Pacific Northwest with the Seattle Kraken now operating. Have you seen any sort of a, a lift hockey wise uh, in your part of the world uh, with the expansion team now on the ice? Well, definitely, I see a lot of. Uh, bumper stickers and, and uh, window uh, 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 decals, you know, with the Kraken, which is, which is great because you start to see more hockey and, and you hear more people talk about hockey. And, you know, when I go to the rinks, my daughter plays, there's definitely a different vibe, you know, around everybody because everyone is obviously very excited about, about the Kraken being here and having an, an NHL team. And so I, I really think um, it's been a real positive influence for, uh, the the game of hockey, the knowledge of hockey, the uh, more of a, even though we've had ourselves in Seattle close by, but it's really given us a boost for the introduction of it. I think a lot of people that maybe didn't know as much about it is is tuning into it now because of the Kraken. So I, I really hope that helps with the uh, with the growth of youth hockey in, in the area as well, and we can con- continue to build something special here in the in the Pacific Northwest. All right, Dennis, looking forward to seeing your team play live here uh, in, the, uh, in the coming months. Uh, do appreciate the time you made for us here on, on WHL this week. Yeah, th- thanks very much, and stay, stay safe. 
You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. For the first time since 2017, British Columbia has claimed the WHL Cup Championship after a 5-2 victory over Alberta in the gold medal game at the event hosted in Red Deer. BC adding two empty net goals in the final minute to secure the win and first place finish. It was Chetwin BC product Caden Lindstrom coming through at the right time with his first goal of the tourney, striking early in the third period to get BC up 3-1. That would stand up as the eventual game winner. Elsewhere, Saskatchewan claimed the bronze medal with a 3-2 win over Manitoba. It was a late power play tally from Prince Albert's Ashton Tate. It would be the winner with under three minutes to play in regulation. Now, all of these top WHL prospects will be eligible to be drafted in December's WHL Prospects Draft. Former WHL goaltender for the Kamloops Blazers, Connor Ingram, made his NHL debut last weekend. That debut with the Nashville Predators led to a 5-2 victory as Ingram made 32 saves. There's the horn, and congratulations to Connor Ingram, his first NHL victory. Originally from Imperial, Saskatchewan, Ingram tweeting after the game on social media, quote, nine months to the day that I stepped away and went into the NHLPA program for help, I played my first game. Amazing the things that happen when you put your mental health first. Let's talk. End quote. Now, Ingram battled obsessive-compulsive disorder last year and parts of his pro career. Nashville Predators general manager David Poyle spoke to ESPN Radio's 102.5 The Game on Ingram's journey. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic story and proud of a lot of people in our organization that, you know, were a big part of, you know, helping him, you know, get... Uh, get turned his life turned around or what have you you know for those of you that saw the game uh, you could certainly see that it was a, a genuine you know situation I mean the hugs were long and the hugs were yeah. re- real after the after the game because you know let's face it everybody probably can identify with either somebody or the, or themselves in a personal experience where you've been down and out and you know you, you came back and it's like a wow wow situation but I'm really proud of of, of Connor I mean you know you, you still never know know what people are going through and what, what demons everybody has. The goaltender played three seasons with the Kamloops Blazers from 2014 to 2017 and represented Canada at the World Juniors in the 2017 tournament. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. The Edmonton Oil Kings attacking shorthanded to the net. Life in a backhand. He scores! Cue up the highlight reel. It's a beauty for sniping Jalen Lipin. And the shorthanded marker makes it one nothing Edmonton. That goal helped Edmonton Oil Kings forward Jalen Lipin grab the WHL Player of the Week honor. Seven points in two games. Voice of the Oil Kings, Andrew Peard, tracked him down. Joined by the reigning WHL Player of the Week, Jalen Lipin. And uh, Jalen, I guess we'll, we'll start there. Big weekend for not only yourself, but the team. Just uh, what went so right for you guys? Uh, a 9-2 win over Brandon, then 5-4 the next night against the, the Tigers. Yeah, I think it was a really good weekend for our group. Our older guys finally woke up, and we got to put a couple uh, pucks in the back of the net, which was uh, good for our confidence. And we just started rolling and got back to the way uh, we normally play, the way that Brad wants us to play. And it's really good. We got into got to do it to those two teams, and now uh, coming into this weekend, getting Winnipeg and Red Deer back to back having that confidence is good for our group and we're we're really excited to go into this weekend. And for you personally, I mean, we, I've talked about it quite a bit with uh, with Brad Lauer, Luke Pierce, guys coming back from NHL camps. It takes time to to sort of get back into the the rhythm of things in the Western Hockey League. But the, those two games, what what does that do for you individually? 
Yeah, it was definitely hard. I was frustrated with myself in uh, previous games. Uh, I felt like I wasn't wasn't helping the team at all. And then uh, the past weekend, having having those two big games was a relief off my shoulders and a big part. Uh, big part thanks to my linemates playing with uh, Boucher and Weeb. They've been a big big help for me. I think uh, our line has really clicked, and uh, it's pretty exciting uh going out every shift playing with those two guys we're so confident on the bench together we're so happy we're so light lightheaded and we're just we're excited and we just love we love playing together and uh yeah it was just uh it was nice to get some points back and I want to ask you about the shorthanded goal because that had uh, everyone buzzing, not in the Western Hockey League, because that's what we were talking about on the broadcast when you scored it was. Well, that's got to be the, the highlight of the night. And not only was it for the Western Hockey League, it was for the country. TSN Sports Center. you get home, you turn it on, and you're the highlight of the night. Just what, what was that experience like? Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. After after the game, it was pretty funny. Me and me and Such had a conversation about who, who was, who was going to be highlighted the night. He scored a pretty fantastic uh through the legs goal but uh no I was pretty lucky play such he made a really nice pass to me and uh, I I was lucky enough to go on a one-on-one against a forward and just try and show that I have some skill in my game and was lucky to make that toe drag and got the goalie outside the net and was it was a nice goal and uh it's pretty cool seeing that all all around uh, the television You've got five career shorthanded goals now. The Oil Kings franchise record is six, held by TJ Foster and Rhett Ratchinski. Um, but but tell t- tell me th- about that scoring shorthanded goals. Every time you're out there looking for offense, how important is that, and how much is that instilled in you from the, the coaching staff? Yeah, it all it all comes through our coaching staff. I think they've set up a really good penalty kill that forces teams in into those plays, making having to make turnovers because we're pressuring them so hard. And with the group we have killing, it's pretty easy to create offense everyone works hard we're excited and we're just playing hockey out there even though we have one less guy if we see a chance to create offense uh our coaches aren't gonna let hold us back they're gonna let us and go make plays and uh keep succeeding and that record well it's gonna be in my back of my mind but it's it's not it's not gonna be something where i'm gonna try out and go score a shorthanded goal i'm still gonna go out and kill the penalty and make sure we kill it off because our penalty kill percentage is the biggest thing we care about as a group. Last one I want to ask you about, just from a, another individual standpoint. Uh, you're a guy who I, I think you've done a lot of good things in your career, and you, you've played a long time of it with a, a chip on your shoulder. Ninth round pick in the WHL draft. You, you come in at 16, and you show that you're more than that. You get passed over in the NHL draft. You come back the next year and, and earn a, a draft selection by the Chicago Blackhawks. What's left for Jalen Lipen, uh to still have a chip on his shoulder here in his 19-year-old season? Yeah, for sure. I definitely want that contract. Uh, I want to be playing pro next year. Uh, just to just know that that's always in the back of my mind. Even though I get dra- I got drafted. There's still a mountain to climb. It was just a hill I got over. And now it's now it's the mountain here. Here's Mount Everest. I got to get over there to play in the NHL and finalize my goal because I've been dreaming about that ever since I was a kid. And I'm not going to stop in uh, until I'm there. Thanks for this, Jalen, and uh, best luck this weekend. Thanks. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to Andrew and Edmonton for his help. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.